everybody, and welcome back to the newest edition of the Swoop Radio Station here. It's your boy, Josh Sanchez. And man, what a wild week in the NFL, week two. Your Philadelphia Eagles got steamrolled by the Los Angeles Rams, 37-19. I'm going to talk about the game in a little bit, but what I'm going to start off of each of these new podcasts, I'm going to give a recap of my picks Um, Last week, I made four picks. I picked the Dallas Cowboys to beat the Atlanta Falcons, and that was a wild end to that game. Atlanta was dominating the game, probably the worst onside kick recovery in NFL history. Literally, their whole team just stood there and watched the ball roll 10 10 yards, and then the Cowboys recovered, and that was icing on the cake. I honestly turned off that game. I thought Dallas and Philly was both going to be 0-2. So I was sitting here feeling a little bit better because I was like, yeah, like finally, um, what a terrible start for both teams. But the Dallas Cowboys end up getting it done and I got that pick correct. Um, I also got the Seahawks to beat the Patriots. I called that game. That game was also correct. And then my fourth game, because I went three and one this week, I went with the Ravens over the Texans and I just absolutely was just spot on with that pick. The Texans look lost on offense, and Bill O'Brien should definitely be in the hot seat. But the game I got wrong was your Philadelphia Eagles, and man, boy, did I get that game way off. I thought that the Rams and Eagles, Eagles had the Rams number, but their defense just could not stop anything that the Rams threw, threw at them. Jim Schwartz had a terrible game plan, did had no clue what to do and how to adjust to the Rams defense. And the the game showed. The Rams literally just did whatever they wanted. Jared Goff started 13 of 13 from the from the field and he was looking like Aaron Rodgers out there. And I'm sitting here like Jared Goff is a good quarterback, don't get me wrong, but the throws that he, the, the throws that he had, people were just wide open. Whereas the Eagles defense, they really struggled. And we all knew the linebackers was trash. The offensive line came to play. They really showed up. And I really love how the offensive line played. But I would blame this game on the defense and Carson Wentz. Because the re- and Carson Wentz has been awful to start the season. He did not throw, he did not have a single passing touchdown last week. So that ended his streak of I believe like 25 26 consecutive games of throwing a touchdown pass he has four interceptions in just two passing touchdowns he is playing the worst football out of all the 32 qualifying starting quarterbacks in the league just let that sink in I don't know what it is with Carson Wentz I I feel like he will bounce back um because he has shown that but I am worried um I just I just am because if he continues to play like this and the Eagles just continue to struggle, watch out because Jalen Hurts will come in the game. And who knows, maybe he will be the future quarterback and the Eagles could possibly trade Wentz. But that's a conversation we will have down the line. But here's the sequence of the game. The Eagles were down 24 to 16 and they were driving. And the Eagles are around the around the Rams, like 20, 25, 20-yard 20 line. And Wentz decides to chuck it 25 yards into double coverage to J.J. Othega Whiteside. And 
as I'm just thinking to myself, why would you, what, what's your thought, your thought process about that throw? One, you're throwing it to a receiver that is straight up garbage and has been garbage and probably will be gone with the team within the next couple years. But he threw it in a double coverage. Like it is just absolutely crazy. And again, his decision-making, he again tries to be the hero instead of making the smart play. And that has always been a problem with Carson Wentz. But he throws an interception, and then the Rams go, and they kick a field goal. Eagles kick another field goal. Rams score a touchdown. Eagles get stopped. Rams score another touchdown. Wentz throws a pick. Game over. Absolutely pathetic. Pathetic effort, pathetic job by the Philadelphia Eagles, I am completely disappointed with them, and they are 0-2, and their schedule is only going to get tougher after this week. Yeah, they got the Bengals, but Joe Burrow is hungry for a win. Then they got at Pittsburgh. That's going to be a tough game. No, they got at 49ers, then at Pittsburgh. Sorry, guys. The next After this week, the next two games are going to be tough, and if the Eagles fall to 1-5, you might as well kiss the season goodbye at this point. But now transitioning to a little bit more because this is going to be a football podcast and also I'm going to throw in some basketball because your Miami Heat are up three games to one and they play game five tonight and I'm excited to see the Miami Heat uh, Miami Heat play. They honestly, and this is going to be my hot take and I want you guys to hear me out when I said, when I talk about this. The Miami Heat are not... They are a talented team, but out of all the teams remaining, I mean, these guys, you don't really know what you're going to get from them any given night, which makes them dangerous. And the Miami Heat, Tyler Tyler Hero becomes the first ever rookie, youngest guy ever to drop 30 off the bench in an Eastern Conference Finals playoff game. You have Duncan Robinson in game two, hit seven threes. You have Jimmy Butler in the clutch. You have Goran Dragic. You have Bam Adebayo. You have just all these weapons. You have Jay Crowder. Everyone can ball, and they have a great killer zone defense. This is storing, This is sort of reminding me of the 4 Detroit Pistons. Obviously, Ben Wallace, Hall of Famer. Richard Hamilton's going to be a Hall of Famer, and Chauncey Billups a Hall of Famer. And then Tayshawn Prince was a good, solid player. Don't get me wrong. From a talent standpoint, those guys are far talented. But in terms of how these teams play, it's very similarly. You don't know who's going to hit the clutch shot at the end of the game. They have a bunch of guys that are not scared of the moment. And they have a defensive system that just is absolutely amazing. And I honestly think the Miami Heat are going to be the champions this year. This is my NBA Finals bold prediction I got Miami beating whoever comes out of Denver and L.A. That series. I have Miami Heat winning. I just think they play great team ball. And those guys are not scared of the challenge. And I'm really excited. I I think 2020, it's just their year. It's a weird, crazy basketball year. And when a team plays their best at the right time, they're scary to watch. And this is what this Miami Heat team is. Again, all those different weapons. And it's going to be interesting to see what they are going to do. They have to close it out in game five. I honestly think Boston squeaks out game five. I think I think Miami beats Boston in six. 
I really like I really like that series. And for Boston, I just feel like they're just missing something. Yes, they they are the more talented team than Miami on paper. You have Jason Tatum, you have Jalen Brown, you have Kemba Walker, you have Gordon Hayward, you have Marcus Smart, you have Theus. Like you have all these guys that can score the rock, and Jason Tatum, their leader, is just an absolute stud and a baller. They should, if they all click on cylinders, the Celtics should steamroll the Heat. But there's just something about the Miami Heat. They were down 15 plus to the Boston Celtics in game one. Down 15 again in game two. This team fights. This team is gritty. And they have guys that have always had to work to get to where they're at. Duncan Robinson was a D3 player. Jimmy Butler was playing at JUCO. And then ended up getting a a job. uh, Getting up playing for Marquette. Had to work to get there. Jay Crowder went to a small D1 school or D2 school. These guys are hungry. These guys are young. And these guys have left everything on the table. And they're not scared of anybody. Which is why I really think that they are just giving me Miami, Detroit, Pistons vibes of 04. And the way how they play. You wouldn't think that they're the champion on paper. But they just come out of nowhere. They play great defense. They have an amazing coach in Eric Spolstra. And they just find a way to win. And they're not just playing seven game tight series. These series are in five games. They beat the Bucks in five. They beat the Pacers. They swept the Pacers. And now they're up 3-1 against the Boston Celtics. This team is not only just winning. They are dominating their op- their opposition. And it shows you again. I'm going to ride with the Miami Heat. They are my finals champion this year. And I honestly think that there's just something about them. Again, there's just something about them. I don't I can't put my ring upon it. I just I don't get it. But the NBA playoffs, it has been interesting. It's not the same without fans, though. I'm not going to lie to you. And I really feel like the Denver Nuggets are the perfect beneficiary of that. Uh, obviously, they're down 3-1. I'll, I'll give you a 3-1 series comeback against the Jazz. The Nuggets were the more talented team. The Clippers, obviously, they choked and they choked big time. But I think playing at home and being up 15, I honestly think the Clippers close out game five of that series if this if the playoffs were normal they would have fed off that crowd and that crowd energy but the Clippers have not been to an NBA Western Conference Finals in their like 50 plus years of existence only them and the Charlotte Hornets are the only two teams in the NBA that remain that have never had a conference final appearance so they have a lot of question marks I wanted to talk about the Clippers last week but I'm going to talk about them this week They have a lot of question marks because Kawhi Leonard, as great as a player as he is, really came up small. Paul George is another guy that came up small. The Clippers need another piece. Yes, they have Lou Williams and Montrez Hare off the bench, but they need that third star to complement Leonard and Paul George. Paul George is no longer a second best player of a team he needs to be the third scoring option he can no longer be the second option of the team he just can't I just he folds under pressure 
I know he suffers through a lot of like mental anxiety and, and mental. He suffered through depression and stuff like that. So I get it. Like what he goes through mentally. So because of that, he needs to have a compliment star with him and Kawhi Leonard for them to take over the hump and take that next step as, as a team. And I was disappointed in the Clippers. They were my finals champion, my finals predictions. I, I thought Kawhi Leonard was on a roll, but he proved me wrong. And I will say this to every, all my basketball fans. He is no longer in discussion as the best player in the world. He's definitely top five. Kawhi Leonard is a top five basketball player. But I'm still putting Kawhi ahead of Giannis. But I'm taking LeBron. I'm taking KD. And I'm taking possibly Anthony Davis over Kawhi Leonard right now. Kawhi Leonard is just what he showed me in game seven. Disappointing. He should have took over that game. He missed a lot of shots. And they had a halftime lead. They just... Jamal Murray was the best player. And he's been balling this postseason. Jamal Murray is definitely the playoff MVP of this postseason. Him and Jokic, what they have done in Denver. The future is bright for them. It, it really is. And as a Sixers fan sitting and watching them, that young core, I'm thinking that should be us. That should be the Philadelphia 76ers. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid taking the next step, taking the next initiatives, playing in a Western Conference Finals, playing in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's sad to see how much they have all just not gotten better throughout the years. You're seeing Jokic and Jamal Murray. Yeah, Jokic's stats were down this year, but he is all deserving of second team all NBA. Will I be taking Embiid over him to start a team? Yes, I am because Embiid plays better defense. But in terms of making his teammates better and in terms of being a winner, I'm taking Jokic. Jokic takes is not as scared of taking the big shots, him and Murray. And they have proven that in this playoffs. And we're going to have to wait and see what's going to happen with the rest of the Nuggets and Lakers series. I honestly think that series is going to go seven. I, all, all, here's a fun fact for you guys. Out of all the series in Jokic and Jamal Murray's career, all of their series have gone seven games. So they have been they have participated in four series so far. This is their fifth. All four have gone to a game seven. So far, they are three and one in game sevens. Just a stat to throw out there. Just want to let you guys think on that. But my finals prediction is the Miami Heat. And again. I'm making this very, very clear to everybody. Kawhi Leonard is no longer in a discussion. LeBron James is LeBron James and everyone else. What he has done as well. Giannis winning defensive player and MVP. I think that he was deserving of it. He was on the best team record-wise. And he also didn't have another top five player on his team in Anthony Davis, who should have won defensive player of the year. I honestly think AD should have won defensive player of the year and Giannis won back-to-back MVPs. It's most valuable to your team. And Giannis, his second his second best option is Chris Middleton. And you saw how he played in when the playoffs in the biggest stage. So I just want to let you guys sit and think about that. So we are going to conclude today's podcast with some NFL picks. So far, my picks for the year, 
I am three and one. So we're going to start with the Eagles and the Bengals. Obviously, the Eagles are struggling. Joe Burrow has been absolutely sensational in his games. Yes, I know that Bengals are down, have lost their, have lost two games, but I think that the that Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals hit a wall this week. The Eagles can literally torch their offense. I I honestly see the Eagles beating the Bengals. I think it's a close game though. I think the Eagles pull out though 27 to 22 and get that first win in the season. The Eagles have not been playing great football, but they are not a team that's going to get the number one pick. They're, they're just not. They're not. So I have the Eagles beating the Bengals, I think, and I, and I hope that this starts the Eagles trending the other direction. Next, I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Rams and the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills in this one. I really love how Josh Allen has has been playing. He threw for over 450 yards last week. Getting Stephon Diggs has been a huge addition for that Bills offense. I love how Josh Allen has gotten better each season. I love his progression, and I really think that the Bills take that next step. The Rams are good. But the Rams took on the Cowboys that was a, that had a depleted defense and the Philadelphia Eagles that have been a joke of the league. So I think the Bills take this one. Next, next game I'm looking at, I'm going to go with the Cowboys and the Seahawks. I got Seattle beating the Cowboys. Russell Wilson, here's a stat for I want you guys to think about. Russell Wilson just has 11 incompletions the entire season so far, nine touchdowns. Seattle, yes, their defense has a little bit of holes, but I really think, I think this game's going to be a shootout, but I love Seattle to go to 3-0. Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the league, and he is going to show that once again. Another game I'm going to choose is the Green Bay Packers versus the New Orleans Saints. I really am not liking how the Saints have been playing this year. Drew Brees looks old. He is struggling throwing the football. And I'm concerned with the New Orleans Saints. I really am. That being said, I like the Green Bay Packers to go on the road and to and to beat the New Orleans Saints. I think the Packers move to 3-0. Yes, I understand that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, I, they're due for a loss, but it just does not happen this week. And the fifth game that I'm choosing so far, just to recap, I chose the Eagles over the Bengals, Bills over the Rams, I chose the Cow- the Seahawks over the Cowboys, the Packers over the Saints, and now for my fifth game, Chiefs versus Ravens. I got the Chiefs beating the Baltimore Ravens. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, and he's going to show that in this game. The Ravens defense they have two rookie they have two rookie linebackers, and I think that they get exposed this week in the NFL. So that being said, to conclude my picks, I got the Chiefs Monday night, Packers Sunday night, Seattle, Philly, and Buffalo. Five games so far. I'm three and one for the year. But this concludes today's podcast of Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I hope you guys actually listen to my hot takes about basketball. But we just have to wait and see. But you guys can tune in to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, and on the Anchor app. But 
Hope you guys stay safe out there with COVID. This is Josh signing off. Swoop!